0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth,
1: athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring
0: message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? We are up to episode 99 um, and we have on board today a special guest. He um, wants to talk a little bit about probably the suffering through lockdown and COVID, um, also like the battling and the mental side of things and how to overcome it. He's also an IFBB pro, he's 24 years of age out of Sydney. Um, welcome aboard, Drew.
1: Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. How are you going?
0: Yeah, good, man. Uh, well, yeah, better than you because we're not in <laughs> lockdown. But um. You know, even the week that we were in lockdown, man, um, I, I don't know. I, I honestly couldn't have gone a day longer. So I really don't know how you have been, I don't.
1: It's um, Yeah, man, look, it's a struggle. Um, I think we're all kind of just clinging on to the things that we, um, you know, appreciate most, like, um, you know, the outdoor sessions, the, you know, the walks, the runs, um, very, very limited stuff. You know, it's very, very testing times.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and background before we dive into all the COVID and, you know, your preparation to winning your pro card?
1: Yeah, man, of course. Um, so, yeah, as you know, um, 24. Um, I did some time overseas. I traveled, um, made the decision when I was 21 to pack up and move over to London, um, Moved over there by myself, was living there, um, just sort of traveling and working, got quite comfortable here in Sydney, um, and just wanted to get out there and explore, um, uh, which was one of the best things I've ever done, man. Um, and yeah, to be able to do that was really good. So went over there and did that, uh, lived in London for about a year, sort of got sick of that. The, um environment and the um you know the 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 people just wasn't wasn't really my thing um so yeah I was there for 12 months and then I got a um semi-pro contract to go and play rugby in Amsterdam so uh I jumped at the chance to do that because um I've got a bit of Dutch uh heritage and was really keen to get over there and was doing a bit of travel there previously so I, I grabbed that and went over I was there for eight months and then unfortunately that got cut short um, due to COVID and then came back here, um, started up the business and and have been personal training and and online coaching and, you know, just trying to um, share my story and my experience with with mental health over there and, you know, just kind of make a mark and, and do what I can over here, bro. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. So why, sorry, why did you stop the rugby? What was that? Why did you stop uh, playing rugby? Was there a reason?
1: Yeah, because uh, everything, uh, when, when COVID hit Amsterdam and the Netherlands and, and Europe, everything got shut down. So they went into lockdown. So we couldn't work, um, couldn't travel, couldn't party. Rugby got cancelled. So I was kind of just sitting there doing nothing and... Um, for me, that's that's probably the biggest killer is you know not bring not being productive, um, and I was just kind of sitting there on my ass, not doing anything. I wasn't wasn't you know pushing my brain and my body, and it was killing me, man.
0: Yeah, I bet, man. Can you explain it uh, for everyone listening? Um, you know, we got worldwide listeners. Um, obviously, Sydney's been in lockdown for how long now?
1: So this is our second stint, um, and right now we're approaching the end of week eight. And they've just announced that it's looking like it's going to go on for another month till the end of September, at least.
0: Yeah. That's utterly fucked.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm listening. That's eight weeks without Jim, which is obviously um, how Drew works and obviously he's a pro. So you know what I mean? It's probably the two biggest things taken out of your life. Um, And then the mental aspect comes into it and, you know, you can have things like depression, um, you know, all, all sorts of things. Um, Can you run everyone through a typical day right now in your life in lockdown?
1: Yep. Um, So a typical day, look, it just changed again. Like last week, um, I managed to hit a bit of a roll on. Um, I I was able to do some some sessions uh, through a garage, but that got shut down. So at the moment, man, I'll I'll still wake up at about 5.30, keep that routine. Um, I've got so... Two, two sessions that I'll do, two clients, then I'll come home, um, get some breakfast in, go for a walk, um, and then try and get a, a training session in myself, um, whether it's in the garage or just at home with some bands and stuff. Um, and then probably another walk with the dog. He's, um, they're loving the attention. Um, and then, yeah, man, I'll try and do some, some online stuff for me, which is, um, I've got a few products coming in the works, which is exciting. Um, so some work on those and some, um, work on programs for, you know, training and nutrition, which is, is obviously quite basic in the moment because a lot of my online clients are, um, actually still New South Wales or Australia wide. Um, I do have a few, few overseas, which is, it's actually fun programming for them because they've got access to the gym. Um, But yeah, man, it's it's that's uh, about a day what in the life at the moment what that looks like for me.
0: Yeah, man. So how are you over um, your your New South Wales or Sydney fights? How are you adapting their programs? Is it kind of one fits all? Is it basically what equipment they have? You gotta.
1: Yeah, man. So I'll um I'll get them to send me a photo of pretty much everything that they've got. You know whether it's um a band, dumbbells, uh booty bands, even if they've got chairs and and benches or something that I can use, you know, like it's good because it forces me to to get creative and it pushes them to um you know, push through it and get creative as well. Um, which I like that. You know, it shows the skill set of a of a good personal trainer. Um but not only that, man, it's it's a lot of mindset coaching. And a lot of a lot of mental coaching for my clients, too. You know, like I've got I've got people that are recovering alcoholics, recovering dra- drug addicts, people that have been in and out of psych wards um, for, for mental health issues. So and like I would happily give up my own training to be able to train these guys comfortably. You know, that's how much it means to me and um, what it's, you know, where, where the passion comes from, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. There's not enough coaches out there that really do care for their clients. Um, you know, a lot of them are just in it for that paycheck, and I think there's so much more to that. You know, in actually coaching a person and getting the thrill out of seeing them change.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, bro. There's there's a and that's one of the things that I noticed. Um, you know, we before we shut down, and a lot of the new clients that come to me, they're quite overwhelmed with the you know the depth of information that that i provide um and that's something you know I, i won't i won't even touch you know trying to kill them in a workout for at least you know a week or two until you know all those little things have been discussed and we get to know each other and that's a lot of the you know a lot of the one percenters that um you know a large majority of the personal training population struggle to hit and do
0: Yeah. Do you have a certain strategy or method that you use to keep your clients motivated? Is it words? Is uh, is there anything you do in particular?
1: Um, For a lot of my general population clients, I I like to work off uh, what I call the 80-20 rule. Um, And, you know, you're dealing with people here that um, at one stage were probably scared of the gym didn't, it was, you know, not, you know, for like you and I, where we love the gym without the gym, we're nothing, you know, for these people, it's a chore. So you have to really put yourself in their shoes and understand what they're going through just to get their ass to the gym, you know, four, five, even three days of the week is a big thing. So I think with my 80, 20 rule, I try to let people, um, you know, first of all, they're coming to you for a reason, right? So you need to understand their goal speak about their goal, understand, why it's important to them, and then structure a realistic plan around that. So, you know, working the 80-20 rule, I try to to coach most people towards, um, you know, having a strong um, Monday to Friday, obviously work pending for some people, could be on shift work and nights and, um, you know, different rosters, but working hard for five days on, committing to training and a diet, and then, um, you know, resting and relaxing on uh, the two days off.
0: Yeah, so does that come the same with your nutrition are you more of a flexible dieter 80 20 or you know full strict 70 yeah.
1: absolutely absolutely We're definitely with, with gen pop you've got to be you've got to be like that because otherwise one from a business perspective you're going to lose you're going to lose people clients will drop like flies you know you can't expect them to turn into aspiring bodybuilders and athletes like you know like some of us are so you need to you need to work with them and then look when they're ready to step it up you know you step it up you say okay look we're going to do a, a a four-week block of no cheats no training we're going 100 percent for four weeks and then you know you get a longer rest break and stuff like that
0: yeah definitely what was your preparation like to winning your ipv pro card last year
1: man that was a that was a fucking roller coaster <laughs> you can go um, uh,
0: you know in depth like maybe days where you felt like you know hell like just whatever i just want to more people to hear what it's like to actually grind through to uh, achieve the level of conditioning to be a pro.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. So I think um, I ended up prepping for about, what was it? 20 weeks, I think. So what's that? So it was nearly, yeah, it was, it was about ended up being, yeah, nearly five months, man. So that was, I did three shows in that towards the end. Um, and yeah, man, that was brutal. Like I I made a promise to myself. So I'd only done one competition before and my goal was at the end of the day, yes, I wanted to win, but it was to beat the last, you know, the last time I stepped up on stage. Um, and that was going to take a lot of, a lot of dedication and commitment, which, um, looking back on it now, I definitely delivered and ticked that box. Um, but man, especially working in, in my industry and, um, you know, coaching people like I live in the gym, you know, I'm there so much. So, you know, getting in there, um, to start the day off 4.00 AM you're doing, um, you know, 45 to an hour cardio. Um, and then you're training clients from say 5:30 through till till 10. And then you got to train yourself. You got to get your meals in. Um, hopefully if you can go home and get a nap in and then come back for the Arvo shift, Um, And then I, uh, interestingly enough, tried to throw a puppy in the works and and actually moved houses all in the mix of that. So that was chaos. Um, There was some serious stressful moments um, in which I did indulge in some donuts. So I'm not perfect. My prep was not perfect. Um, And then, yeah, there was a bit of a blow right at the end as well. Um, I think I was maybe three days out from my first show and um, one of the boys that I went to school with um, actually passed away and um, we, we had his funeral and, you know, people sort of asked me like, Oh, are you going to go? Like, you know, I don't think you should go like, you know, I'm water loading at the time. Like I'm drinking like eight liters a day and this stuff. And I, that wasn't even a question for me. Like I was like, fuck no, like I'm going like, you know, I, I need to go. So that was a huge, um, huge mental barrier in there as well. And you kind of don't really realize how engulfed you get into this um, state of mind and state of being until you – mean for me, it was was like a week post-show. And I just won my pro card at the last show. And I was actually driving into work. I had a later start. I think I started about seven. That's a late start for me. And, man, I just kind of I don't know, I was listening to a I was listening to a song like, and I just broke down into tears. hey, eh? I was like I was like a you know like a little baby, and everything had just sort of hit me like all the stress relief and um, yeah, it was really, really intense.
0: Was it so you broke down during prep or a week after you you won.
1: Oh, I had a few breakdowns during prep. Definitely. Like, you know, you kind of question things. Um, and especially, so I had a, what did I have? I had a two week gap in between the second and third show. And, you know, I had to drop another, so I rebounded from the second show up to about um, 104 and I had to get back down under 96 and actually my coach and uh, a fair few people were like, you know, like, are you sure you want to do it? Like, I don't think you should do it. And I was like, no, 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 fuck this. Like I've already said, I'm going to commit, like I'm going to do it. Um, But yeah, no, that breakdown was like a week after the last show. Um, And yeah, so random. Couldn't have picked it. Like was, was happy as Larry. And it was a good, it was a good breakdown, you know, like I wasn't, it wasn't sad. It was just like, you know, wow. at, at What I'd just gone through for the last, you know, five, six months.
0: Yeah, man, it's a huge achievement. Did you did your food uh, get super super low and your cardio high, or was it pretty, you know, pretty moderate throughout the whole prep?
1: Um, it was quite moderate throughout the whole prep, to be honest. Um, we took a we took a different style of uh, approach in regards to dieting. So it was relatively um, high fat and high protein during the week, Monday to Friday, and then I'd have a refeed on the weekend. And then Monday, I was straight back to that. So it was essentially no carbs. So, um, yeah, you could imagine doing those long PT days and not functioning off any carbs could get quite grueling.
0: 100%, man. And then you add the weeks on end and, you know, all, all sorts of other stuff. And, um, yeah, exactly definitely- right. I know you mentioned to me you, you, you do suffer uh, depression, ADHD, and anxiety. Um, yep how how the fuck do you add that into a prep with the mix of low food, you know, all of this stuff? Like, how do you overcome those days? Is there anything you do in particular?
1: Um, well, my, my, my current, my current partner was a huge help and I had, I had a really great support system. Um, one of my good mates who I live with was, was amazing. Like, you know, would always check up on me. Um, my, my team at work at Gold's gym. Um, absolutely amazing. You know, like, would pull me aside and check on me and say, "How are you going? You know, what are you doing?" Um, but for me, man, the biggest thing was like I, I was I was writing and working on um, my ebook, and I was having conversations with people. For me, that's the biggest thing, you know. When, when I when it's been too long and I've got all these squirrels in my head and all these thoughts banked up, that's when it starts to um, affect me negatively
0: yeah absolutely man when did it all sink in that you won your pro card was it like immediately when they announced it or you know
1: um no it was funny i was watching the video the other day um and i just remember it's such a weird moment because you're like you know you're on stage and it's top three and you don't really know how to react or what's going to happen but i remember like when they announced it i I just kind of like i didn't want to you know, overdo it and look like a dickhead. So I just remember, like, I started clapping for the guy that won second. I don't think I've clapped harder in my life. Like, I was belting my (laughs) hands. Um, But, no, I think it sunk in when I called my dad on the way home. And that was when I broke down into tears. And I was like, I couldn't – I could hardly spit a sentence out, A. I I was just like – I was a mess.
0: Was that – Basically, just looking back to all your hard work and how much went into it, or the fact you actually achieved your goal.
1: Yeah, no, it was a mixture of both, hundred percent. Like I, I I said to people, I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm going to win." Like I, I, I'm doing this for a, you know, for a pro card. I'm, I'm coming for everything. You know, there's no half ass. And then I think, I think when I called him, and as soon as I said like I did it, I just fucking broke down, and I was like flooded with all these amazing, happy emotions. And it's such a... It is. It really is such an amazing competition um, to win because it's just you, you know. Um, and the amount of demons that are, are fought off along the way and the amount of self-growth and development that's made along the way is truly incredible.
0: Yeah. what Now, COVID's fucked all this over, but what is your goal now that you are a pro do you just kind of have to wait until
1: we can travel overseas or um essentially man yeah so my my pro cards in the elite federation so i was hoping to potentially get over and do a show in spain or like the um the arnold classic potentially um but so for those that don't know um a pro card in the elite federation um doesn't mean that you can go to the Olympia if you win a pro show. So obviously that's next on the cards. Um, I'm just in, you know, I've just started a uh, a, a program now um, with a new coach to put on some size and then look, man, we're just playing it by ear to, to see where we sit um, for next year. But yeah, I'm in no rush, man. I've, I've got um, time on my side and age on my side and, um, I need to be able to delegate time appropriately to my business as well as, you know, myself.
0: Yeah. So that leaves me, leaves me to my next like, question. Are you still wanting to go back to the IFBB uh, pro league and get your card there? Or are you going to stay in the league? You currently are?
1: Um, no, I definitely, I definitely do want to go and get the, um, the pro card in the pro league. Um, just as to whereabouts I do that. I'm not, I'm not sure whether it will be here in Oz or over in New Zealand or somewhere else. Um, we'll just have to suss that out when the time is right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Does it does it lead to more opportunities, do you think?
1: Um, I don't know. It's, it's quite airy-fairy. Like, I think, look, at the end of the day, um, the, the Elite Federation has a lot of competitions over in Europe, which I, I obviously love Europe. Um, and at the end of the day, like... <laughs> Prize money is prize money. Um, in both federations, it's quite good. So, but obviously, look, you know, the the goal is to get to the Olympia.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's the end goal for everyone. So, and I actually didn't know you were twenty four, man, until you literally wrote that in your text report. That's um, if I was you, like, I don't know what you and your coach are planning, but that's very young, man. I don't think there's any need to get up there and rush. I think you know, focus on putting on size and, um just at the, you know, physique through the talking.
1: That's exactly right, man. No, we're, we're not in any rush at all. Um, very, very privileged to be able to have done that and what I've done so far. Um, and, yeah, I'll definitely be using that to my advantage.
0: Yeah, who is your current coach? Is it the same coach that prepped you for your pre card?
1: Um, no, I've actually just jumped on board with, um, with Dax from Next Gen Nutrition.
0: Oh, nice. Can I ask why the switch from your past to your previous? I mean, um, yeah.
1: just just a bit of bit of change, man. I think um, it's it's refreshing for everyone. Um, I like to personally um, get different concepts and um, different ideas from different coaches. I'm not the kind of person that holds grudges, man. Being a coach myself, you know, I respect my clients that go to other trainers. You know, it's like going to a different hairdresser or something like that. You know, um, I want to. You know, put myself in the best possible position to, um, you know, lead me down the right path. And look, that may that may mean that I change coaches in another six months. I don't know, but you know, we'll we'll see where we where we end up.
0: Yeah, that's probably when I get a bit. Uh, obviously, I'm a coach. I get a bit angry over that when people take it to, to heart, like if someone changes or if you change coach or whatever. But at the end of the day, not everyone is meant for everyone and it could just be a small thing like you're not getting that proper bond it doesn't mean your protocols or your plan isn't right it's just i think you need every aspect and i just hate it when people think oh if you know they like you've got to kind of stay with that coach forever and i feel like a lot of clients are obliged to that when they actually don't really get along with their coach i've heard it in many instances so
1: yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I've got full credit and respect to my last coach. Like, Mitch was amazing for me. He was really good. We, we, um, I, I learned a lot of him and we bounced off each other really well. And he, he respects my decision just as much as I respect his.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever heard any horror stories of coaches or any protocols or crazy diets that they've given people?
1: Um, not that. Not that shoot to mind. I mean, it's a, it's an interest. It's such an interesting industry, and it's a very interesting sport. Um, I know you you know a fair bit about it yourself, and obviously interviewing plenty of people in the scene. It's um, yeah. Like I wasn't even sure that I wanted to return after my first comp, man. I was how old was I then? I think I was, mm, I think I was nineteen or 20, because um, i just had my, my cancer scare and that surgery, and I was like, no, nah, fuck this. Like, I want to go and compete. Um, so, and I was like, after that, first experience, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. So I went back to rugby for a bit, but I was still training the exact same. I, I, I've always had a, a passion and desire to improve my physique, and, um, you know, that constant mental battle for improvement as well has just always... Um, attracted me.
0: Do you feel like the gym um, brings you brings you to peace? It's like your daily meditation kind of thing.
1: One hundred percent, man, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and that's you know that's the reason why I don't really understand all of this this gym shutdown bullshit because it, it obviously physique plays a part. People like to look good, that then makes you confident, etc. But it's so much more than that, man. People. Not everyone is on your level. They don't compete. They just literally go to the gym to help with their mental health. Um, Yeah. Why are they shutting gyms down? What's your opinion of it? What what is all this bullshit?
1: Man, being in this line of work, it's very, very frustrating for me to um, see clearly and not be biased. Like, I can understand certain health perspectives, right? But what I don't understand is how you can go into Coles, Woolies, IGA, go and pick up a set of bananas, put them back down that some old mate might have picked up 10 minutes ago. But that hasn't been sanitized, has it? But in the gym, you've got people walking around with towels, wipes, checking in, names, cameras even, everything, you know? And I just think that at the moment, the government is very naive and you know look at everyone in the cabinet at the moment no single one of them looks like they've even stepped foot in a gym let alone done a push-up or a squat and you know they always talk about the health advice and this and that but if you look at the statistics right now still we're talking about cardiovascular disease like heart attacks and obesity are still reigning supreme in Australian society today and that just goes to show you that you know this still is such a minor, a minor health risk and health factor, and we've seen the um, the mental health side of things take the toll for it now. Lifeline has had its um, its highest recording day again last week, you know, um, and in Melbourne there was that stuff going on about the the children's helpline. Like, man, for me this is fucking disgusting. It's incredibly frustrating, and there hasn't even been, um, you know, on the news. Okay, everyone now that I speak to has started to shift away and turn from listening to and absorbing the mainstream media and look up. I think if I can give one piece of advice to anyone that's still doing it, please stop because it's not getting you anywhere. And it's just, I try to avoid it. I've switched my news app off and everything, but you go on Instagram. The second thing that you see is, you know, someone shared the nine news update, mate, like the government is in their pockets and they're feeding you all this terrible information. Go and have a look at the real facts and see what's actually going on. Um and the fact of the matter is that it just isn't really being accounted for and one of the things that disgusts me a lot is that no one has been on any of these mainstream media channels to chat about physical and mental health during this period from which your immune systems need to survive and stay healthy they don't talk about vitamin d they don't talk about um, you know your cardio and and the resistance training and none of this and The mental health men, there's no one on any of these mainstream media channels getting up there and trying to speak to our generation about this, because unfortunately, at the moment, our generation doesn't have a large enough say in the mainstream media. And we are the first generation that's starting to kick up a stink and say, no, you're wrong. That's why um, if we look at my dad and mum's generation, for example, that was the, oh, you'll be fine. Rub some dirt on it. That was that generation. But now, it's a lot more common and people are talking about it because we're losing mates, we're losing friends of friends and that's how severe it is, you know?
0: Yeah, man, we could do a whole podcast on that topic. Um, and, you know, more than happy to get you back on again. Um, how do you think? Oh, we, how do you think we can, like... I don't see this changing, I really don't. Is there any way that we physically, as, as humans... Can change what's happening or do we just have to be little sheep and follow the news and follow the rules
1: man i've spent a lot of time um thinking about this and i i honestly don't know i ask people that i speak to all the time and it's like you know people are sitting back here saying look at you guys you know you're sheep you're losing your freedom you're not doing anything about it but my question is what can we actually do about it if you rebel against the police you get fined we can't cop fines because we're not at work. We can't get arrested because we have, you know, families to feed and rent to pay. Um, the, the The current governing body refuses to live by a democracy and actually um, speak about and even converse about what the majority of the population wants. So in my opinion, this, this democracy is failing. And it's very upsetting to see. And everyone in my generation now is seriously, not everyone, but a large percentage is seriously starting to question the leaders and what what the actual fuck is going on, you know? And it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. All you have to do is look at the legitimate statistics and open your eyes and understand what is actually happening here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty fucked, man. My co partner, Dom, talks to, he's a lot more into all the, like, you know, the, everything to do with it. And um, he just reckons they're trying to depopulate the population. And that's pretty much the end goal of it. <coughs> mm. um, you know, what's, why are they starting to pay people to, to get the jab? And um, it just, it doesn't add up. Do you know what I mean? No, um, it,
1: it doesn't, man. Look, if you had, if you were getting, um, Fuck, even 10,000 out of the 160,000 tests coming back positive, of which were actually legitimate positive tests and not false positives um, that are being mixed up for the flu. And this, you know, so called pandemic actually looked a little bit more like a pandemic, then maybe you'd have us on board. And if you weren't trying to disclose the videos and stories about people having side effects and dying from these vaccines, um, of which have now been deemed actually unsafe for, uh, special populations. Um, that's what I mean, man. Like I have no problem abiding by rules and listening to advice if it's legitimately backed up by evidence. Um, but at the moment it's not, and... You know, I just don't understand how, like at the moment, you know, there's this new thing that's come out today that um, in October, um, you know, pubs, clubs and gyms will, uh, could, you know, keyword here being could open their doors to vaccinated patrons. Now, if you ask me, is that not discrimination? That's essentially like saying you can't come and train here unless you're
0: white. Yes, fully, like literally. (laughs)
1: You know, as far as I'm concerned, for the survival rate of the virus, um, we are not in a situation where you you strip the privilege of, you know, my body, my rules, my health, my rules, you know, when they're well and happy to let people smoke and eat fatty foods and all of that. But as soon as it comes to, you know, the health and fitness aspect of things, it kind of get, gets swept under the rug.
0: Yeah, man, let's hope
1: it changes because, you know. I do, man, I do. I I really do. And look, I still have a bit of hope. You know, I've seen a few things from some uh, people in Parliament that have realised these things and are saying these things and doctors are too. So I still have hope. And the biggest thing for me, man, is at the end of the day, my opinions are my opinions, just like your opinions are your opinions. And I will respect that, you know. I'm not going to say that you're wrong and I'm not going to say that you're a shit person too
0: yeah i think did you uh go watch that docker that just spoke on the prime pod uh, i did
1: i did that yeah. was very good
0: yeah i like i like that type of stuff we're starting to i don't know i feel like if we just keep doing more of that and spreading it more and i just feel like maybe we can overcome this so
1: yeah 100 man all hope's not lost we, we can and we will and the government currently hides so much for so long, and you know, I think it's become quite apparent. You know, like, look at everything that's being um, censored.
0: Yeah, what's one wish you want to see in this world? One wish, yeah, what's one wish you wish? I don't know, you'd love to see change or be different in the world,
1: man. I would, I would love to see the um. I don't, I don't know how you would word it, uh, chivalry in a way I would like to see chivalry return to a point where we are not too busy to have a conversation and we are not too busy to acknowledge people on the street. And, you know, me personally, I don't encounter too much racism, but I hear about it and I know that it's still out there and it really fucks me off that people can legitimately discriminate by race. You know, I think that's absolutely absurd in this day and age. Um, but for me that's the biggest thing man is people that nowadays are just too busy to acknowledge one another say hello and appreciate that we are humans and we're in this shit together.
0: I like that bro like I've actually I usually ask everyone that question and um never really heard that response and um it's so simple but so true like how hard is it to say hi to someone or how's your day or congratulate them or I don't know I'm a big believer in this man and um 100% man,
1: you build each other up and like, you know, it's, it's all about any, any, any successful business owner athlete has done so by, you know, networking and by, you know, being a, a, a basic good human.
0: Yeah, that leads me to a question though. You, you said everyone's too busy. Are they really too busy or they don't give a fuck?
1: no they don't give a fuck man they don't you know and and it's because it's because of everything it's because of uh it's because of upbringing social status you know like look at guys like you and i man like i i never really thought that i'd get this but only recent i started to get feedback of oh you know you're intimidating you walk into places and you look like you're too good for everyone give me five minutes and i'll change your mind just like yourself
0: 100 percent, man and I suppose we—why we I'm getting you on here. This is why I talk more, because people start to hear the real you and me, and you know, hopefully, the others that are, are similar to us. You know what I mean?
1: Hundred percent, man. It's—it's it's, for me. It's a lot about breaking down barriers and reducing stigmas, stuff like that. You know?
0: I can't believe you're getting that. Um, you know, like that intimidating. It's just—it's just crazy, man. Like I'm guessing it's got to do with your muscle mass and. Who knows, like
1: man, yeah, you know how it is. You you have a certain haircut. You 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 <laughs> care about your body. You have a couple of tattoos. Oh fuck! Look at this dickhead. Yeah, you know, and it's like, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But imagine if you got a, a full body,
0: you know, full body tattooed, and man, you would well, definitely look. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I know, I know.
0: But that's the yeah. thing,
1: bro. It's 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 that attitude of judging a book by its cover, you know, and it's like some of the nicest people that you meet will be covered in tattoos and some of the dirtiest criminals in the world won't have a scratch on
0: them. I've always said that. And um, usually the people that are judging us or like intimidated or whatever, they're not doing anything better than us. They're smoking cigarettes. They're eating junk. They don't care about their, you know, yep. their personal looks and ethics. and So what, they just sit exactly on it
1: right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right, man. It's like the, you know, it's like the whole um the whole smoking area thing like in europe there was a big blow up about it it's like oh you know you're gonna force people to smoke in a room well, why don't all the fat people go and eat donuts in a room
0: <laughs> we should incorporate that it'd
1: That'd be really interesting
0: bad. that would cause some uproar i think yeah. but um yeah <laughs> no nah, man it's been absolutely amazing having you on um with the podcast i always feel like we could talk for ages but i like to keep it short so keep yeah bro short. of course really like interested and then we we usually link another one with the same guest but um before i let you go i definitely want you to just let everyone know your your instagram your coaching how can they find you what clients do you take on and anything else
1: yeah man so i um i take on all kinds of clients everyone from you know gen pop to um athletes, whether it be bodybuilding specific, could be sprinting, rugby, swimming, um, all that sort of stuff in regards to nutrition and basic, um, you know, physical aspects of programming. Um, and so that's my Instagram handle is double uh, D P T. So it's double underscore D underscore P T. Um, and then my main handle, which is just, I, you know, run my personal page through is just uh, disco underscore Drew. Um, because once upon a time we were allowed to boogie and enjoy the world and enjoy music festivals and stuff. So I hope that one day we'll get back there. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to encourage as well with my ebook that gives a, a lot of insight into my dealings with um, with with anxiety, depression, ADHD, and and that and that journey, um, which you can find in my uh, in my website. And uh, the link for that is in my bio on both pages. So appreciate all the support and feedback too. I love hearing feedback on the um, on that ebook as well.
0: Yeah, I forgot to bring that up, man. So you've 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 released that ebook to fall out now.
1: Yeah, so that's all good to go. Um, the the ebook side, I've actually had a lot of um, a, a bit of demand for some hard copies, so I'm looking into getting some hard copies done, and then I want to try and get it into an audiobook form as well.
0: And what does that ebook cover? Just just quickly for everyone listening.
1: Um so man, I'm talking like straight raw emotions in regards to emotional and mental breakdowns, successes, um, my aspect on uh, ADHD and life and anxiety and overcoming those things and just a, a, a real and raw version from a, a, a you know twenty year old kid.
0: Yeah man I, I like it and um I'm definitely gonna, you know, probably have a look at that. I like all that real raw shit. Um, it's not talked about enough. Everything is, you know, everything's pretty on Instagram and it's all the materialistic stuff and nobody talks about their problems, but everyone goes through them, man. Like every single person. Um, yep. Yep. It's just whether you talk about it or not. And I, I really respect the people that do talk about it.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. Um, and especially during this time, 21 listening, please feel free to shoot me a message. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm always here for a chat and it, it makes me feel better, you know, speaking to you. And I'm here to listen as well. That's the main thing.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much, man. You're a good guy. Um, Stay positive. I can't wait to release this. And um, yeah, appreciate you coming on.
1: No, excellent, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, bro.
0: Thanks so much. And thanks listeners. That's episode 99. Thanks guys.